No, I'm really excited about everything we're talking about um, today. We're really going to dive into some fun topics, including sexual health. A good one. Celebrity crushes. Mm-hmm. Uh, even dabble in a little mental health, because aren't they all related? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, interesting fun fact, since we talked about this, um, I went to a conference where just a bunch of um, powerful OB-GYNs get together, and I was at a dinner with one who has created an app that you can download on your cell phone called Rosie, in which case you can um, listen to some sessions and get a little therapy and some tips and tricks on um, decreased libido. So I was really jazzed that people have something they can use from the comfort of their own phone and home um, instead of just in the doctor's office. So just a little tip for our listeners out there. That's really great. It's kind of like doing your homework too. So if you do that and then you have some things to bring to your doctor when the time comes that you might be ready to bring that up. Exactly. So we hope you guys enjoy. What do a dentist and a gynecologist have in common? Beyond Our Lips, a podcast where best friends and practicing doctor moms use their gift of gab and professional passions to entertain, educate, and inspire. Somewhere before or after the Ellen thing. Yeah. No, I think it'll be before before. Ellen. It'll have to be before Ellen. Unless we get on Ellen and then someone goes, wait a minute. Look at these people. They're amazing. And then we get like a legit producer. Yeah. Then we get famous like red carpet. Then you'll see me in makeup more often. I don't really go out without makeup very much. I mean, at my house, I do I don't, all the time. I really don't. Eat. Well, yeah. I, I go to the gym without makeup. Oh, yeah. I would go to the gym yeah. without makeup. I mean, I don't care there. I don't care anywhere. It's just people think I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I always wear makeup to work. So, like, every mm-hmm. day I wear, like, my set amount of makeup. Yeah. Even though I get dirty and whatever. That mm-hmm. just helps. So, then on the weekend, a lot of times I just take a total break from it. We yeah. all kind of try to look a little bit presentable at work. I mean, yeah. although I have, I've, I've interviewed people before and then hired them. And so, when I interview them, they're, like, dolled up and they've got the makeup on. And, hey, whatever. No judgment either way. But then they come to work and they look... They don't wear the makeup mm-hmm. and the hair's in a ponytail. And I'm like, hey, what happened to that girl I talked to last week? Yeah, the one who looked really on top of her game. Yeah. Five-minute face. It just yep. makes you look more put together. But then this one is a different yeah. one. But anyway. Not required at all. Not at all required. Not at all required. Totally you know, fine. You look at over the pictures. You know, we talk about Gwyneth Paltrow a lot. Yeah. yeah. She, like, never wears makeup, it seems. And that's obnoxious because she looks so flipping good. There's no wrinkles. I know. But it's all natural or something. It's the goop juice. (laughs) (laughs) Need some of that. I want you to drink it for six weeks. Is there there really a drink? There's a pouch. Oh. I know because I'm her Instagram friend. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Follower is the word you're looking yeah, for there. I think we're friends. Uh, okay. We'll like, go with that. More I'm her friend. <laughs> She's not mine. I don't think she wants to see my spliced collage and be one of my 52 followers. I love your spliced collage. I don't like too much online social presence. Yeah. I'm with you. And Instagram is really literally max 50 people, maybe really 23. I don't know. <laughs> 
it's mostly the people I would text otherwise. It's right. just consolidating who I would text because I just want it to be my friends. Yeah, your tight-knit group. Yeah. That's why I was about to bring up earlier. There's an app called Marco Polo where you can send, like, video messages to each other. So, Ooh. like, back to what we were talking about, I wonder if that would be a good outlet for us for our little friend group. Because you can actually kind of do like a, like, hey, here's so-and-so, and and hey, guys. And Nick does it sometimes with his friends, and I thought, I really need to pitch that to you guys. But I know at least one of us would be on board probably, but I don't know about other three. I don't know. I've FaceTimed some people. FaceTiming is good. But our friend group, I've FaceTimed them. Oh, I see what you're saying. And they were very receptive to the FaceTime on like a Saturday where I was like, Back to the no Sitting makeup Sitting on my thing. porch. Right. No bra. <laughs> How you doing? You know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. So we need to try it. We are going to try Marco Polo, and I'm sure everybody has already done it besides us. But, yeah. um, and then we're going to report back. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, social media is a tricky thing. Yeah. Because to me, I'm now up in my head at 30, almost seven years young. <laughs> <laughs> Looking fresher than ever. Might I add? Thank you. Feel fresh. Um, whole different episode. (laughs) Feeling fresh, but like, who am I doing it for? Right. Like, I literally have had moments where I put something on Facebook, which I don't think I even use that often. I don't know. You're Mm -hmm. there. No, I don't say much from you. Um, and then I'm like, I kind of have this recoil, like guilt. Like, why did I put that there? Who'd I put that there for? <laughs> I was in the moment yesterday. Why do, why do people that I like saw two years ago probably wouldn't say hello to if you saw them in Walmart? Honestly, you'd probably do the dodge with half your Facebook yeah. friends. Maybe more than half. And I was like, why did I put that there? Like, what? Uh, what's you know, the purpose? Program- we have programming because you see other people do it and your body goes, yeah, I need, I need to be involved in that. It's like a FOMO. Yeah, thing. and you get a little high just from people. True responding and stuff yeah yeah and like but then I felt icky because hmm. it's a false high yeah yeah I felt real like icky not that I won't do it again <laughs> well of course it's social media <laughs> wait stand there I'll take your picture it. we'll put it up no but I mean it really got where this the quandary well the kids are getting old enough now too where they know that you're putting up stuff of them oh that made me totally not do it anymore yeah where I was like oh no 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 yeah real life and the important things are not the things that I'm putting there. And yeah. I think it sends that message. Like, if I take your picture and put it on a something, then I'm sending the message that what that you're doing thing was important. more important yeah. than something else. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I remember Zade in the past couple of years, he'd be like, I'd take a picture or something. He's like, don't put that on Instagram. Don't put that on Facebook. And that's when I was like, okay, he knows what I'm doing now. And, like, I need to stop doing it without at, his permission. At least he said, don't do it. Mine would be like... Are you going to put that on something? Put it on there. Put it on there. And I'm like, oh, no. A little narcissist. Nope. We are not putting it on there because this moment is not that important. Yeah. Like, this is an important thing. I think you're so adorable. I want to take your picture. I don't think that the world, you don't need to value the world's opinion. Right. Mm -hmm. It's all about how we feel. That's true. And I have those moments. Lou loves the camera. She thinks she's going to have her own, like, kind of like YouTube channel. She probably has one. So, she could have one very easily. Um, she has, she likes to video herself opening up, pres- like opening up LOLs and stuff. And she talks to the camera and she talks yes. to her audience and she's even asked people yes. to leave comments Yes, on her videos. Yeah. So, but they're, it's not on YouTube yet, but 
she loves it. So she she really doesn't shy away from being on any kind of social Mm-mm. media or anything. But Zade, he he can tell when I'm trying to exploit him, and he is not all about it. Well, then don't do it, Mama. Yeah, Bear. I'm trying. It's hard. He's nine. He doesn't do that much cute stuff anymore anyway. Right. He has had some very cute birthday pictures. His oh, birthday yeah. Pictures he was really, really genuinely cute. happy about that. That was I a spend tell. the night party. Oh. Like big deal. six kids. Wow. Spent the night. Nine is perfect because we still were able to take away their screens. Mm-hmm. And they were quiet Give after like 1130. Time. Yeah. Yeah. But I think by like 12, you're toast. Like. Yeah. You're, they're just going to be up all night in misery. Oh, gosh. That'd be horrible. Mm-hmm. I get stressed out having a lot of kids around. I mean, you know, because it's just like you don't know what any of them is going to do at any point And, like, how involved do you need to be? And how, like, much do you need to be, like, hands off away from them? But the interesting thing for me, it's like a science experiment. Like, it was cute because I got to know some of the kids that I didn't know. Not well, but just watching their behavior made me, like, like them more. Yeah. Um. And then some of them, I was like, oh, who knew? Like, you know, that they were like that. And then the only thing that was stressful, one, it's a bunch of nine-year-old boys. They were spilling drinks left and right everywhere. And I don't even think I'm OCD, but I'm like, guys, one, I just told you to your face not to take that there. Not only did you take it there, you spilled it there. So that was a little annoying. But the one thing that stressed me out more than anything is one parent. And I love this parent, so this is not a knock on the parent. Dropped their kid off and was like, if they're, if he's not settling down, you need to call me because he's got an event tomorrow and he needs to be rested for that. And so don't hesitate. Just call me if that's going to happen. But typically, like, by, like, blah, blah, blah o'clock, I need this kid to be settling down. Eek! And that just made me have to parent. Yeah. I'm like, oh, no, I invited these kids over for spend the night party. That means... They're going to be all play. Fun times, yeah. And they're going to eat too much junk. And yeah. can't really, you just like, made me have to parent. Because, you know, yeah. immediately I was like, well, I'm going to have to call her. Because <laughs> I'm not making these kids go to bed on this kid's account. Right. That is a tough position oh. that she kind of put you in there. But there was another kid's parent who said, oh, yeah, they're going to come and play. i got to pick them up, though, because they've got such and such. Yes. And I'm like, okay, cool. So they kind of, like, handled it for me. But yeah. then that one kid I was supposed to be monitoring their sleep <laughs> stressed me out more than any of them. Yeah. Not in a bad way, but I was just sort of like, okay, listen, you. You have to go to a different room. <laughs> your mother <laughs> you said you had to go to, to bed. Sleep. <laughs> oh, but it was altogether fun. Yeah, we recently had our first spend the night company and then Mm -hmm. they went and spent the night over there thing and it was pretty cool but the kid um the kid in the morning and again we we, these kids are good friends with us and we know the parents and everything in the morning he was like yeah I only slept about four or five hours like he was like I went to sleep at like two and I woke up at five and I I felt so bad I was like poor kid like I would be I'd be a zombie if I did mm-hmm. that and so but I didn't know what to do I put him to bed on time he, I guess he just laid there a bunch but I felt really guilty that he didn't yeah. sleep well but then the mom was like yeah he he just he's just a funny sleeper he doesn't one he do probably well. slept better than he thinks he slept true two eh, who cares this one night I know you're right were you I the one I bet you were the well I know you were you can't shut me down at a spend the night party. I will stay up all night. And I'm not the one who says it. And then at 1030, I'm unconscious. I'm the one who says it. And at five in the morning, they shutting me down. 
True story. <laughs> going home, delirious. You stayed to- up all night. When I was a little kid? No, girl. I was all like, I'm going to bed, y'all. Mm-mm. I usually made it made it to sleep at some point. I don't know if I got any sleep or not because I can't remember. But enough to where I'd be delirious. Oh, my god! I would gosh. literally be talking to things that weren't there and having emotional meltdowns the day after sleeping over at someone's house because I didn't sleep. I was Party literally girl. crazy train. Yeah. You you weren't playing, girl. You were out to party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it still carries over. You know, if you get me wound up, I'm real hard to settle. <laughs> Whatever. You're in bed by like 9 o'clock. Yeah, but that's because I'm not wound up. Well, that's true. I, I haven't seen you wound up in a while. Maybe we need to change mm, that. No. I do like the 9 o'clock bedtime way yeah. better than not sleeping. We're not little kids anymore. Sleep mm-hmm. is important. If we're gonna, if we have any hope of looking like Gwyneth, we have to sleep for sure. Yes, I bet she hibernates like a bear. I mean, surely, surely, or just splashes that goop all over herself. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder if the same goop she drinks, she just tweaks. puts it all Sprinkle. over a spritzer, yeah, a face spritzer. <laughs> goop. So tell me about mm-hmm. the conference that you're going to Ooh. or any new things going on in your life. I get to be very nerdy and go to an obstetrician and gynecology conference. I think it's great. It's usually dominated by women because there's a lot more women OBGYNs than dudes. So it's a bunch of gals just sitting around talking about women's health, talking about new stuff on the forefront of, you know... I'm not libido pushing. I like all the sexual things that where we talk about like how to really perk up your life in some ways. And so that stuff is fun. New stuff with birth control and long acting, but reversible contraception things. Um, what's new in managing pelvic pain and endometriosis. Uh, what else is out there? Ooh, fertility things, PCOS. I mean, you name it, we are discussing it. And really just kind of a, a reinvigorating the things I already love. Awesome. Uh, awesome. What you, so you said you're looking forward to the sexual things the most. Is there other aspects? That's a great sentence. Could you to? say that again? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm going to leave that right there. Right there. And I'm That's not going to expand on that. No, but tons of my patients come in with problems in their sexual life. And to me, the biggest problem for my patients is they just don't know what's normal. And what's not normal. So a lot of times they are pulling their information from their partners or from other people in their life or from TV or whatever. And they're defining themselves as abnormal when they're not even broken. It's hard to fix something that's absolutely stone cold normal. For instance, with women, what's most important for us is that we respond when intimacy is initiated. We're not typically the initiators mm-hmm. most of the time. Now, you can have your Samanthas from Sex in the City. They got a little sure. bit of extra drive. That's cool. But for the most part, what matters is if your partner starts the event that you can get there and can get interested and really enjoy yourself. And when I ask that question, they're like, oh, yeah, well, that happens. And let's be honest. You know, your brain is your most sexual organ. So if you can't get your brain in the game... You're, you're not going to enjoy the experience. And we are women. So we have laundry lists and play-by-plays and things to do and life stressors. And I mean, heck, trying to sleep enough. Come on. Yes. Um, so we're doing all those things. And then when our partner initiates it, it's sort of like, ugh, do I have this 10 minutes? I don't, don't know if I can really turn the brain off of the other stuff and turn it on to the moment. And 
when you say it that way and they're like, well, no, I'm not doing that. Well, then you have to exercise that part of your brain. Mm -hmm. You have to start to really focus on that and push through that resistance or just give it any credit. Yeah. I mean, that's just it. We're just so normal and we're not giving ourselves credit for being normal. But if you want to prioritize the intimacy, then you've got to shut out the other stuff and start using sort of a different part of your brain to engage in your partner. And if you do that and you respond and you have fun, then you're okay. I love it. That sounds great. I mean, yeah, yeah you're right. Like, it's hard to know because we don't talk about it enough. And, mm-hmm. like, they pro- people are probably scared to ask. And, you know, you're right. Sometimes, depending on what you're watching on TV, people seem abnormally one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And so, but when you break it down like that, we're all just, you know. You're more normal than you think you are. Yeah. And a lot of times I'll ask people, if you were with your partner and you were on vacation, no kids, no grocery list, would y'all kind of step up your game? Would you be intimate a little bit more? And almost always it's like, yeah, I would. And I'm like, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. You're normal. Yeah. Sorry. You want to go to sleep instead of <laughs> have sex with your husband. That's okay. Mm-hmm. That- but you can mentally go on vacation, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. like on a Saturday night or on, even be spontaneous every once in a while on a Monday night and just put all that aside. Yeah. And just don't worry about missing that few minutes of sleep or whatever it Hype is. Hype it up. Yeah. Talk about it all day. Yeah, Get right. your brain engaged. Right. They'll get engaged. They'll be fine. <laughs> They're there. They're there. They'll always be there. It makes me think of parenthood when um, they were going back and forth about because one of the characters saw on the calendar of a married man, it was like, you know, going to funky town. Like they had to schedule and like, that's what they yeah. called it was yeah. like going to funky town. They kind of would like schedule their funky town days, which that sounds crazy. Mm-mm. And I'm not saying that I recommend it or whatever it may be, but whatever works. And if it gets you excited about it, it makes you look forward to it, makes you think about it more. And you're both on the same, you know, you're probably going to be on the same page and you may not, but you'll be more likely to be because you've been thinking about it, then you have a higher likelihood of absolutely of doing that. So and if you're, works. yeah, I mean, get your brain involved. And if you're a woman, if you're avoiding it because it's painful, which does happen, young ages, middle-aged, and more mature-aged, you need to bring that up with your gynecologist because there may be things that we can do that can really help a great deal and then your brain will be more engaged because you're not trying to avoid something that's painful Mm -hmm. and you're not you're getting that negative you're getting like a negative feedback where you should be getting a more the hardest step is the first one you know kind of delineate what the problem is also your relationship if you don't really like your partner why would you want to be having sex with them you're right I'm just saying, they'll come in and be like, I'm worried about my libido. And I'm like, well, how's your relationship going? And they're like, ugh. <laughs> like, like, well, <laughs> I can't stand him. Right? No, seriously. Oh, man. And I'm like, well, maybe you should, maybe, maybe the, the intimacy's not the problem. Maybe it's the, um, maybe you need to work on why you don't like them that much and go to therapy and try to work through some other things because... Again, your brain, most sexual organ. If your brain doesn't like them, then you're not broken for not wanting to be with them. Sometimes they need a third party unbiased mm-hmm. person. We need we all need a third party unbiased person to tell us these things that are right in front of our face, but you just can't right. see them for yourself. 
Yeah, you're in your little relationship tunnel. You need mm-hmm. someone outside the tunnel to be like, oh, okay, I can see what's going on. Yes. Also a reason I love therapy and I love mental health providers because they are trained to do this. Yes, to pull that information oh, out yeah. of there, to find it. To I think nine back. times out of ten, you could probably say three sentences with someone who's trained professionally and they're like, oh, there you go. You yeah. fall into this. Let's go down this yes. whatever avenue. Right. But, but if you don't you talk don't know to, to anybody, right, yeah. if you don't talk to anybody, then you're stuck in that and for no re- for really no reason when somebody can help you. Yeah. I, I really like that aspect too, the kind of the putting together the pieces of the puzzle aspect of like what we do. So when someone comes in and they start talking and your mind starts going down one road and then you, st- and then they say something and it pulls you down another one and then you ask them a question and then all of a sudden all the pieces come together mm-hmm. and like. You know, that happens to me every once in a while. And that those are those reaffirming moments where I'm where I'm like, this is why I do what I do. Because I like to be able to be a third party, take the information in, plug it into what I know and what I've seen and what I've heard over the years. And then turn it into something and then have a, an action plan. And then everybody in the room is like, oh, that makes Look sense. Look at where she went there. Yeah. That's, that's why you get paid the big bucks. <laughs> But I mean, that could be true for any profession. Like, you can just go through it. Right. I think that, I mean, do you agree? Like, because you hear the rumor that lots of dentists, like, commit suicide. And I know that may not be true. I don't know. But that's what the rumor is. Yeah, it is true. I think it's because they just don't get inspired. They don't find the little pearls of inspiration. I think there's a few things going on there. But that is a true statistic. Um, We're always kind of top five and I can say it's very sad and I it probably I'm hoping that it becomes more antiquated as we as we find that we're balancing our lives a little bit better um but strangely I mean I've actually heard of of dentists you know that I've known who they are and have done that and so I think it's a very it attracts a type a personality perfectionist kind of person who's always kind of trying to strive to get better and better and better there's sometimes negativity within the office within people coming in and a lot of times being anxious and you know speaking negatively towards you kind of all day every day can wear on you and then you make make a tiny mistake and it sends you down this road but of course surgeons have that so I don't know that that's, yeah what's separating you guys yeah I, I that part I don't know because that part is very similar to surgeons where yeah. you know you can barely yeah. touch a blood vessel and it bleed seemingly for like three Mm -hmm. days and you can't see anything and I understand there's a lot of frustration there too a lot of that stuff happens in dentistry a lot of negativity I don't know maybe it was some the chemicals that they were um like subject to especially early days amalgam as we all know now has mercury in it which is not necessarily dangerous but we know what mercury can do Mm -hmm. and there for a time and these are all just me just just kind of guessing I don't really have a lot of scientific backing on this but um for a time they were mixing it with their hands and things like that so handling a lot of mercury that could have been part of it although it seems to kind of we seem to still kind of be in like the top five or ten it's just so interesting to me because I see you and I don't know every dentist schedule but it seems like you have a lot of control right and you don't have to if you don't choose to work a lot of nights or weekends, right. I know you we get to kind of set your pace. Of yeah. course, that means you set your own, you know, pay schedule and that sort of thing. But it seems like something that should be a really good niche. 
<laughs> so the fact yeah. that these people are clearly having depression issues, right. it's very, it's very peculiar to me. It's a chicken and egg thing too, because yeah. I don't know if maybe dentistry attracts people who are already prone to those things or if right. there's something about dentistry that brings it out. But you're right. I mean, by every metric and it's well known in the dental profession and a lot of you know, conferences, podcasts, mm-hmm. and things you listen to, they do bring up those kind of things. There's a big effort now for like a, you know, having a quality of life, a balance, and, you know, trying to, to fight those kind of things right. now. So I'm hoping that it's something that goes away. But yeah, we, I was plagued with that during all my whole dental school career. It Did like, it just scare you? Um, Did it scare you or was it like... It was always, people just nagged you about it. It was it was it's just was always there. So within us, we knew that that was out there, like this big sort of scary thing out there that we knew statistically was very true. But then at the same time, we were all pretty much like, well, I don't. We didn't really understand it. So, right. um, but yeah, it was, I mean, it's a little scary because you wonder, am I missing something? You yeah. Know? And I mean, I have bad days just like anybody else, but I think overall, you know, you're right. You can kind of control your schedule. You can control the pace. You can, I, I focus, it kind of goes back to where this started, which is I'd like to focus on the people aspect. Mm-hmm the interacting with people Mm -hmm. and making friends and, and solving their, you know, kind of helping solve problems and promoting dental health and things like that. Whereas I guess if you just got focused on just the teeth and procedures and the negativity of it Mm -hmm. all, it could probably bring you down. I think that's a good lesson for everybody. Yeah, that's true. Women, men, any profession. Yeah. Like focus on your connections with human beings and with yourself. I feel like I'm just putting on my hippie hat right now. I love it. You like I'm it? all about it, But, girl. I mean, all of our listeners, even stay-at-homes. Yes. You working. All day. You working all day. Yes. For not enough pay. I know. And so many critics. Yes. Little people. <laughs> um, but just, I like. Same things applies. Yes. I like the thing that we hear a lot about, you know, everybody's kind of dealing with their own stuff and not necessarily as focused on you so I feel like that that's a really important thing to keep in mind but I agree we we're all doing the best we can everybody had we all have our challenges nobody has it any really better than anybody else even if they're portraying that they do um except for Gwyneth Paltrow (laughs) she might have it better than the rest of us and she's just just like a tad bit (laughs) better she looks great. She was married to Chris Martin. I mean, let's be honest. Let's talk here. about that improving your sexual health. <laughs> that would improve anybody's <laughs> sexual health. I mean, I went to a concert not too long ago, and like when he plays the piano, he sits on this little stool. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're ever looking for some inspiration, do you know who is oddly my inspiration? Who? This may come as a shock. Okay. Because I'm kind of scared of him, yet very intrigued by him. You scare me all the time. Go ahead. Benicio Del Toro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's real. He's like a bull. It's real. <laughs> In this china shop. Come on, <laughs> Nice one. Nice. You like the way I turned that around? No, he's scary sometimes. Right. Kind of dirty sometimes. Dark. Dark at times. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into it. He's 
sounded the opposite of my little skinny British Chris Martin. Yep. But it's okay. Mitch knows. It's like, oh, your man's on. Oh, he's crazy in the new Star Wars. Look at him. Wow. Yeah. I'll have to see if I can feel that vibe next time I see It's real hard because there's some not so flattering pictures of him in sweatpants on the internet. And I'm like, I got to block that out. Just go <laughs> to like good. traffic. Back yeah. <laughs> good stuff. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I mean, they're all just humans. normal human beings yeah, wearing their like sweatpants. Us. But but that's not fun for fantasies or no. anything. So, okay, Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, big one for me. So I'd like to know yeah. what other Who inspires you? Yeah. Surprising or not surprising? Yeah. Just let us know. We'd love to know. We've told you our dirty little secrets. That was a good one, my friend. That was good. You heard all this here, Beyond Our Lips. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Beyond Our Lips. We hope you have been entertained, educated, and inspired.